Hello everyone, Justin Bradford, Penalty Box Radio, and really excited to welcome Carmine Guerrero on here. He made history at UAH when he played there, and now he's coming back as a coach. So Carmine, first of all, welcome, and thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Justin. So let's let's go back now to, to your career, and you had a fantastic career at UAH. I mean, you set history, especially in the playoffs, with those 76 saves. What are the feelings for you to come back now to your alma mater? Oh, it means everything to me. Like when this whole process began, actually when when the team first folded, it was, uh, you know, I called everybody who I could think of and just, you know, kind of, we all talked about it. You know, I was really sad, heartbroken. Uh, I mean, this was a place that I was really proud of. And it was, a you know, it just, it, it meant everything to me. It gave me so much, you know, so. Obviously, when that happened, I, I was extremely sad. Even, like, my parents, you know, they're like, hey, it's okay. <laughs> you know, there's a chance that it'll come back. Sure enough, it came back, and then I started talking to the guys, and one thing led to the other, and, you know, it became a possibility for me to come back, and I was, like, ecstatic. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this could be, you know, this is what I'd want to do, be a coach, and this could be an opportunity to do it at my alma mater where, you know, I just had the best time of my life. Um, and it, and it happened and I couldn't be any happier to be here right now. And so this isn't your first stint as a coach. You were a goaltending coach for St. Lawrence uh, last season. What was that like? And was that that little taste that you needed in terms of coaching to say, this is what I want to do as a career now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been coaching for a long time, probably since, you know, it's probably been 10 years since I've been goalie coaching specifically. Um, and I also have a younger brother. He's 14 years old. So, like, you know, I coach him as well. I've seen enough hockey to know uh, even what it takes to be a forward. So, um, but, yeah, last year I got the opportunity to go and uh, do some volunteer coaching at St. Lawrence. Um, the coaching staff there was great. Brent Brecky, like, they, they all welcomed me with, like, open arms. And they kind of, you know, just showed me the ropes, like just being in the meetings with them and seeing how they ran their, their show. Um, and then them really giving me like uh, the confidence to, you know, go out and do what I needed to do with the goalies. They really took uh, my word, you know, so what I had to say, it, it meant something to them. And that was that was great. So um, I, I really enjoyed my time there. And, you know, if it, if this wasn't an option for me and the coronavirus, you know, wasn't a thing, then I, I'd be heading back there uh, just because, you know, I was getting to know the goaltenders and um, just the whole place there. It, it was a great, it was a great experience. So, but to your point, yes, once I, you know, had, had my foot in the door there, I, I saw what it was like and I'm like, I could, I could do this all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I know that UH is excited to have you and it's like just building for the future. And you were part of that group really laying another foundation in terms of when they got into the WCHA coming from independent to be actually be in a conference. And now they're having to kind of do this again. So it's kind of your second stint at laying a foundation, but now as a coach. So going through this experience of growing as a program, how are you going to be able to relate your experience when you were a player in laying a foundation to now being a coach and instilling that in your players too? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of things, you know, as a player, I think when, you, when you're playing, you don't realize what you have, right? And that's, 
to me, like the biggest thing I, I look back and yeah, sure. I, I think of all the great times and, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but there are certain things that I did as a player um, that I regret, like, it, and it's not even, you know, playing wise, just like attitude wise, just ways of like bringing my teammates together rather than, you know, being, uh, you know, just like a burden. Like I was not, there's times where I was not happy. I was frustrated. And just like a different way of going about that and to handle that. And I just want to, you know, make sure that I'm there for the players. Uh, they could come and talk to me whenever they want about anything. And I'll be more than happy to try and lead them in the right direction, basically not do the same things that I did. I obviously had like a pretty good career at UAH. Um, not happy with the way it ended, but I mean, I did some things right, but I feel like I could have done more things right in order to, you know, maximize my, my career here. Um, so I just want to share my experience with the players and I want them to know that, you know, if they're ever feeling uh, down, frustrated, whatever it may be, if they want advice, like I'm, I'm literally always here. They could walk into my office. I, I, I really want them to use me uh, as much as they can, you know, so. That's spoken like a true coach right there. Take your experiences yeah. and pass it on because, yeah, you obviously whatever mistakes you made, whether big or small, you want to make sure that they don't make those and that they learn from the experiences that you had. And so that's spoken like a coach right there. And you you had a, a, a brief stint as well playing the ECHL. So that little bit of pro experience, obviously there's plenty of UH players that have gone on to play in the SP and the E and then even Josh Kessner playing in the A as well. So that little bit of experience there too, I'm sure is going to come in handy of just like, Hey, this is what it takes to make it to the pro level. So how can you share that experience as well? Plus, I mean, you played for, played in France too. So you got to play overseas and had that experience, which I'm sure plenty of them would be interested in as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that's something that I, that I plan to share with them as well. I mean, I've, you know, especially my first year in the, in the East coast hockey league, you, you want to talk about overcoming adversity in college, like sure, you know, UH, we didn't have it easy, but what I went through in the ECHL my first year playing on five different teams, I, I was basically in the plane or on the bus way more than I was on the ice. Like that's what, and the ups and downs that I went through that year, you know, taught me so much about myself and about hockey as a whole and what it takes to keep going and what it takes to, you know, move to the next level. Um, and so it also taught me like just good habits. I started, I started changing the way I did things. Uh, everything I did, I went about it like a pro, you know, that was the approach I was taking. And, and I'm telling you like everything you could think of, that's how I was going about it. So I realized through that process and that experience where, you know, it was extremely hard that I had to change my ways in order to get success. And sure enough, you know, the next year I went to Penn France and, we were regular season champions and it like it paid off. Um, and now I just, I'm, I'm super excited to be able to share that to the guys here at UH because I feel like for us now, it's, it's not even about turning the corner anymore. Like it just has to happen. Like this program has to go to the next level. The, there's, you know, it, we have, we have a very short leash. Like it's, it's gotta happen now. And I want to, I want to help these players bring this program to that next level. And 
it's through sharing my experiences that I think that I'm going to be best um, at doing that. And especially your experiences are really recent as well. So yeah. it's not like somebody throwing it back, you know, 20, 30 years, no offense to anyone that's 20 or 30 years from playing, but you just lived this uh, as well. So I think that'll hopefully help them relate just in terms of age and everything too. And so with that, to, to kind of wrap it up, I'm sure as a goaltender, because I always love getting the minds of a goaltender and seeing how things just evolve over time. How have you seen just in the past, say, decade that the position of goaltender has continued to evolve with the game? Because we're seeing so many different types of goaltenders out there. We obviously see plenty of them peak at different ages like Jordan Binnington, or we see big things coming out of California like Thatcher Demko, or we see a, a resurgence like Robin Leonard and getting three shutouts in that series. I mean, it's just interesting to see how the game's changing for goaltenders. So just wanted to get your take on how you think the evolution of the goaltender's been. No, it's been, it's been absolutely fascinating, honestly. You, you look at, like you mentioned, the, just these playoffs. I've been, I've been watching, like, the playoffs. And the first, the qualifying rounds, like Corpus Allo, Carey Price, like all of these guys, they're playing incredibly well. And that's because, you know, the technique and – and just um, you know, goaltending itself—it's there's—it's continuously changing, and I still think that it's very young in its stages of, of because, you know, you look back 20 years ago, guys were still standing and doing like these kick saves, right? It, it's crazy <laughs> to think, but you know, now you see these guys, new techniques, and just—it's—it's it's very innovative. Um, it's a very innovative position. Like you, you try things, you see what works and what doesn't work. And clearly I think what we see in these playoffs, you mentioned that there's a lot of different styles of goaltenders and they're all, they've, they've all had success just in these playoffs, right? Whether it be Leonard or Demko who are completely different goaltenders or it'd be Carey Price and, you know, just Kudobin. Like it, it's crazy that everybody's very different but they have all had success. So to me, what dad says is that your style as a goaltender doesn't matter so much. If you're comfortable playing that style, then that's fine. But the techniques and the practices, the goalie coaching has to be tailored to your style. Um, and so every, like you can't have one mold and try to fit everyone in. It doesn't work that way. In my opinion, I think that you see a guy like Leonard, he's probably getting coached. Uh, a different way than you know a guy like Demko it's just different stuff and that's going to be my job now with the three goaltenders that we have here they're all very different goaltenders <laughs> like quite literally all three of them are very different so I'm gonna have to just tailor um, practices and and uh, techniques to these guys and see what works for them so we're going we're gonna to have a good year with the goaltenders. I've, you know, it, it blows my mind that in Division One hockey, there's no or very little goal, goalie coaching. There's a lot of volunteer goalie coaching, but an actual goalie coach who's there 24-7, there's not many of them. And the way I see it is you look at Division One football, you have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and it's the same thing with hockey. You have an offensive coach and a defensive coach. But in football – the hardest position to play is what? Probably QB. They got a QB coach, right? Yeah. Without a QB coach, what, like, it's it's extremely difficult to, to, to have success at that position because it's so – there's so much pressure. It's so mentally draining. 
it's the ex- like goaltending is the exact same way. That's how I see it, and it just blows my mind that there's that there's none. So I'm just happy to be able to come here and help UAH and these three goaltenders develop over the course of the next four or three years. You know, uh, the two things you know better than probably anyone about what what it means for a goaltender to be able to steal a game. Yeah. <laughs> especially at yeah. the college level and two especially with your experience as well looking at it these are really formative years for goaltenders and if they have a goaltending coach that's working with them the amazing things they could do in three four years at college for their future careers in pro or in, in traveling overseas or things like that is those four years could be extremely formative for them so I think that's going to pay dividends for these guys and hey it's probably going to help with recruiting too for years to come yeah, who knows? I I hope it does. I really hope it does. But I, I do know that the goalies will be taken care of and and they'll be, you know, we'll be working hard with them. And by the end of their, like my goal for them is by, by the end of their four years or three years, what they have left, I want them to be ready for that next level. Like that's going to be my job, right? And I, and I want to see these guys move on because I know that's why you come and play division one hockey. A lot of guys come and play here because they want to move on to the next level. And now my job is going to be to obviously help them to have success here with the program. Right. But also to get them ready for that next step in their playing career. So super excited about it. Well, I know the UH community is really excited about having you back. Uh, It's a big, big deal. So best of luck on this season. And it's been great catching up with you, Carmine. Thank you. It's been great catching up with you too. We'll talk soon.